helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about the betrayed spouse, and this is to bring about an understanding of how betrayal affects uh, a per- the person who has been betrayed in the relationship. I find that there are a lot of misunderstandings about what is a common reaction to betrayal, what is a spiritual reaction, and uh, I want to, to, to help to demystify some of those misunderstandings today. But before we go into today's show, let me welcome those of you as first-time listeners and all you regular listeners. Thank you very much for being with us on today's show. And with me in studio today to to discuss this very important topic, because I know there are some of you out there who are hurting. You have had your heart broken by someone you trusted, and maybe it has been, it, 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 it's just happened and you're feeling confused and you're, you're concerned about some of your reaction to this betrayal. And, or maybe it's been a, been years and you still can't get past this ache in your heart and your relationship has never been the same since. So it's a very important topic and with me in studio today to discuss this very important topic is Melissa. Thank you very much again, Melissa, for being with us on this show. It would never be the same <laughs> without you. I, I think so highly of you and the questions that you asked. So I, I want to thank you for being here today, but I just don't hope that you don't betray that trust. No, I know. I, it's my pleasure. And for those of you who can't see me, I feel like my head is inflating and I'm going to float off this <laughs> chair. My goodness. Well, thank you so much for the kind introduction and the kind words. I also want to share some about yourself as well and the amazing um, ministry that you're involved with of Elam Counseling Services here in Ottawa. We always like to remind our listeners um, about our service. It is a professional counseling organization located here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and we have a number of trained psychotherapists on staff who work through people's relationships challenges, mental health challenges, um, many types of life challenges, but we tackle it with a Christian lens. All our psychotherapists um, are Bible believers, and they incorporate that into the care- therapy and the counseling that they provide. We also do our best to provide counseling to everyone who may need it. So we do offer the option of a sliding scale for fees for people who otherwise may not be able to afford counseling services. But to do that, we do rely upon donations from individuals who feel led to give what they can. So if you've benefited from our counseling services in the past or this radio show, we always encourage you to consider giving a donation so others may benefit from our counseling services as well. If this is something you feel led to do, we... um, there's a couple ways you can go about getting in touch with us. The first is our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us at 613-699-16777. And we'd be happy to hear from you. We also, through our counseling service and ministry, um, aside from this radio show and our one-on-one and couples counseling, we also do provide things like conferences from time to time. And we have one coming up on September 30th, don't we, Michael? Absolutely. I'm very excited about this conference. This is called the First Love Conference. And we'll be looking at restoring 
first love in three different areas or three different aspects of our lives. And the first area is the area of restoring self-love overcoming uh, psychological uh, wounds that may have happened in childhood and restoring healthy love of self. Jesus uh, said that, that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. So implied in that statement is the fact that we are to love ourself. And so I find that there are many people who cannot love themselves because they, they, they're, they're carrying shame. And when you have shame, it affects your ability to really accept yourself and to love yourself. So I'm very excited to be able to, to be with the therapists that are going to be presenting there along with myself to be able to share ideas with people who might be suffering from low self-esteem or other forms of self-hatred that might be leaving to leading to things like anorexia or cutting behavior to help people uh, develop the tools and to, to have the knowledge of how to restore healthy self-love. The second aspect of love that we'll be dealing with in this conference is romantic love. There are times when uh, things that have happened to us, harm, psychological harm, and even sometimes uh, physical harm that happens to us in childhood, that these kind of, of, of injuries affect our, our relationship to share our bodies with people who we love or to, to love others in a healthy way. So we develop destructive and, and dysfunctional patterns of of trying to love someone else and we want to help couples to to really enjoy that that the kind of love that God wanted you to have when you engage when you when you become married to someone else and then the third aspect of love deals with God love loving God in a healthy way there are people who don't even realize it but they can't have the kind of relationship that they need to have with God because the relationship that they had with their parents maybe the the the, the, the idea of God the Father doesn't resonate with you. And maybe you're saying, yes, it, it, it doesn't affect me. But there are many people who are affected by this and they, they don't understand the ways in which it is sabotaging their relationship with God. So you can find a time to pray, but you can find time for everything else. This could be because it is scary. Your experience of a father is not someone that is trusting that you want to spend time with. So no wonder it's easier to watch Survivor <laughs> than to than to spend five minutes in your prayer closet with God. And so we want to be able to help believers to get beyond these these unseen obstacles and to really restore their first love in these three areas of their lives. So registration has already started. So if you would like to attend this conference, Space is Limited, give us a call at 613-699-1677 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And so, Michael, as you said off the top today, we're going to be talking about the betrayed spouse. We're going to be hopefully unpacking some of the common emotional reactions that people go through when they've experienced a betrayal in their relationship and hopefully busting some of the myths um, about what people feel like often as they go through this. Um because as you say, some people may be going through this and it's early on and they're thinking, am I normal? Am I f- are these feelings okay? 
And then from there, how do you process that? So right, we're hopefully right. going to talk about all those things in today's show. Absolutely. And sometimes the other spouse who has been guilty of, of, of the act of infidelity might be very concerned about the behaviors that they're seeing in their, in, in their partner. They may be, be in remorse and they're sorry and they're just at a loss as to what to do or what's normal. Is this normal? Should I be concerned? Do I need to get help here? So we're going to talk about what are some of the common responses when betrayal, when infidelity happens in a relationship. So I, I feel like I need to like disclose this. I feel like my response would be pure and utter rage potentially involving a baseball bat and mm. and headlights being smashed. I feel like that is my <laughs> default option. Right. But I have a funny sense that's probably not the most healthy way of coping with this. But is that rage I'm sure when you I'm sure when you say a baseball bat, you're speaking metaphorically. No, no, no. Melissa. I feel like I would do all the steps <laughs> of a very famous song and bash out those headlights. That's just how I feel about myself. It's something I need to work on, which is why I talk to you week to week, eh, Michael? Absolutely. And I think this is, is probably one of the, the points that we, we, we want to Cover today that that rage and anger. Yes, that is, would be is, me. Yeah, is a very, very, very powerful, a very, a very common uh, response to uh, having your 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 trust betrayed, having your dreams smashed, having your heart broken. So, for many people who are who have been in relationship, in married marital relationship or long term relationship in which they have just discovered that the partner that they, they thought that they know and they could trust and depend on as has been unfaithful with someone else, the the feeling of rage and anger, it's a very common Response and it doesn't mean that you're unchristian. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. But I think this is such. It's a very deep, deep wound, and it's no wonder that when uh, in the Bible it talks about grounds for divorce, that Jesus uses adultery as being one of those grounds in which in which a person could actually our uh, our ground the, the the ground in which uh, someone could actually divorce and the reason for that is that it's very very difficult to overcome and this urge that you feel is saying that something that was special between us something that was meant to be unique to us has been ripped apart from us, has been taken away, has been stolen. And so the rage and the anger that people feel within those times are very, very normal part of the, the uh, of a reaction. And I'm not saying that to do violent things mm-hmm. is So put away your is, baseball is bat, normal. Melissa, right? <laughs> right? Put away the golf clubs, leave those in the closet. But that feeling... The feeling... Is totally is, normal. Is normal. Okay. And I, and I think it, 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 it speaks to a very deep wound. So that feeling of rage and even anger and, and, and the, e, even... You know, uh, you know, uh, crying spells or you know, just a verbal outburst. These kind of things are are normal, and it's it's your emotional, it's your it's your uh, it's your emotions way of saying that something is wrong, something is wrong, and I need to I need to find an appropriate emotion to 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 match 
the gravity of the situation that was happened because God gives us a series of emotion to match significant events in life or different events in life. So when the Bible says there there is a time to mourn and a time to and a time for laughter, it is saying that we have a range of emotion that was meant to match. And uh, death is a time when the grieving emotion comes out and intense grieving for a lot of people. So uh, a betrayal in in a in a marital relationship is a very significant betrayal, and so rage, anger, feelings of bitterness, and even feelings of resentment are very very common to have. Now, uh, don't get me wrong; I don't want anyone out there to say that you know I'm saying that uh, you know you should stay there or you should do ungodly things because of that feeling of rage. And that that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that because of the seriousness of what has happened, it is normal to wrestle with these feelings. And this is where you have to, you know, people going through this have to draw very deep on their spirituality, draw very close to God and to ask for God to to for self-control and restrain not to fall apart or to do something that they regret. So what other reactions are common when people go through a process of betrayal? I've had people who have been bewildered by uh, what a reaction that I call the matre tension behavior. So when you have a, a situation where your trust has been violated and you're feeling insecure and you're, you, you, you're feeling as if your relationship is going to fall apart, one of the, 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 the response is that people sometimes become hypersexual with the person who has just betrayed them. And uh, some people find this hard to understand. I don't understand why I suddenly now have this desire to be sexual with my partner who has betrayed me. I thought, th- it, you know, if someone were to tell me that I would have these desires, these strong desires that I didn't have for years after he or she cheated on me, I, I would not believe it. But I find myself craving sex more with my partner. I find myself craving affection. I find myself demonstrating affection more in public and this is uh, what is called a mater tension behavior because it is it is your your subconscious way of saying I want to retain my partner I want to to make sure that my marriage doesn't fall apart and that I can I, I can secure this relationship I can rebuild the cracks I can secure the cracks that are coming at the foundation of this relationship and so this is often uh, very, very counterintuitive for a lot of people to understand, but it's very, very common to have this sudden uh, sexual desire and sexual urges that weren't there before. So what other reactions do you see? We've talked about rage, we've talked about this mate retention behavior. What other things do people do? Triggers uh, are become very common. I, I think uh, it's, it's important to realize that if your trust has been betrayed, you're going to be triggered by a number of things that seem unrelated to what has just happened. So uh, picture this scenario, for example, the husband that has been unfaithful has promised that he would you know, cut the lawn on Saturday. The wife that was betrayed, she went shopping and she comes back late in the afternoon 
and the lawn is not cut and she have this meltdown this massive meltdown where you know she's screaming and yelling you know how you know why didn't you cut the lawn you know why didn't you keep your word you say you're going to cut the lawn and you didn't cut the lawn now the lawn in that situation is just a trigger and a trigger is something that resembles even in a slight way, what has happened. So so him, the husband, not keeping his word that he's going to cut the lawn is reminding her of him not keeping his word that he's going to forsake all others and be and, and be faithful to her only. So people will come in and they would say, I can't understand, we had this big fight and I can't believe I acted like that because he didn't cut the lawn or because he said he was going to do the dishes and he didn't do it. Well, that's called a trigger. And when there is unfaithfulness in relationship, there there is going to be triggers. And these triggers will continue for a while where you find yourself overreacting to very simple things that are often unrelated to to the incident that has happened. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we're talking about the betrayed spouse and the common emotions that come when you've been betrayed in a relationship. If you've missed the first part of the show, we encourage you to listen to it at our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or call us at 613-699-1677 to get a copy of the show. So Michael, you just talked about triggers as a common um well not symptoms symptoms is not the right word but a common reaction rather when someone's been betrayed what other things do you see it is also very common for there to be acting out behaviors so people who have been faithful and haven't haven't uh have been unfaithful to their partner will suddenly start acting out and, and may themselves find themselves in a relationship with someone at work or will start will start doing things like they will start dress dressing uh, in a provocative way or they, they might start drinking alcohol or using drugs and especially so if they use drugs before. So this acting out behavior symbolizes uh, a, a number of things and I think that the main thing that it symbolizes that they're trying to cope with life and they're trying they, they, they're trying to make sense and and they can't make sense of it and so they're looking for an escape and so even things like promiscuity when this happens is a way of 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 of, of, of saying I, I am I want to escape this intense pain drug use is the same thing I'm I'm escaping this intense pain that I'm feeling right now no this is not healthy because it creates further complications so uh, uh, when this starts happening, then not only are you dealing with one person having an affair, but it could turn out that now that both parties are hurting, and eventually you could have a divorce situation happening. So if you are going through a, a betrayal and you suddenly realize that there is someone at work of the opposite sex that is comforting you and you're spending more time, you know, talking with this person or calling this person, it's not a good idea. 
because this is the time when you're most vulnerable, when you're likely to not be thinking clearly. And this person who starts out as a trusting friend could end up being the person that you end up uh, crossing the line with. So for people who are going through this, uh, one caution is to be very, very careful not to act out. Another way of acting out is making big financial decisions, uh, uh, accumulating assets that you would not have accumulated uh, if 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 this betrayal didn't happen. So it's not uncommon for people to want to buy expensive things, to buy a new house. But one rule of thumb is that you should avoid making any big financial decisions until at least one year after the incident has happened because you're likely to be acting out of emotion and it's likely to you're likely to regret this when the dust has settled and your emotions have healed somewhat what other reactions do you see no, I, I think a, a reaction that is very common, and we we talked about the show last week with the the the, the, the rape of Tamar and and her her, her uh, pouring ashes on her head and tearing her garment, and I think that is also reflective of of self hating, uh, carrying shame of oneself. And so I think uh, self-loathing is a very common symptom where, where people who are who are betrayed uh, sometimes feel shame, start feeling that there must be something wrong with me. And uh, this is usually the case if there are other incidents in early childhood that may have caused them, let us say that a, a parent uh, walked away from the family or even a parent died in 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 early childhood it's very unlikely that when betrayal happens in adult life the person is going to be more prone to feeling some kind of of self shame or some kind of responsibility for what happened it must be because of something i did or it must be because there's something wrong with me and it's very sad that i, I one one woman that i talked to uh, some years ago, she said that she felt her husband cheated on her because she was overweight. And it was very shocking when she said that because I'm looking at her and she didn't seem overweight at all. And she she said that ever since this happened two years ago, I've been working out every single day because it's as if she's feeling it's because of the weight why this happened to me. And she has been working out, working out. This is, this is a very sad, sad uh, picture. But she's feeling that if only I looked better, it would not have happened. But this is this is not the truth at all. Because like even uh, if this was the truth, then people who have these very glamorous movie star uh, partner would be faithful for life. Oh, I have this person who looks mm-hmm. like a trophy on, on a wall and I'm never going to be faithful. But the truth is that, that the way that you look has nothing to do with your partner cheating. The, the, the things that you do have nothing to do with your partner cheating. It's your partner's issue. It's not your issue. And there is nothing that you you need to, to do. And, and, and if you're listening to my voice today and you have been carrying shame and guilt for your partner's uh, infidelity, 
I would like to, to begin to challenge you to let that go and to begin to realize it's not you, it's your partner. And it's not because of how you look or any lack in you as a wife or as a mother that caused this to happen, or even as a husband that has been cheated on. It's not your fault. It is your partner's issue. And it's becoming very common in Christian circles. I also counsel a lot of men who have had wives who have cheated and are having an affair. So, you know, it's good to, to, to talk about it from both perspectives as well. And I think that leads nicely into a discussion about people if they've identified with some of these um, common reactions the other one I don't think we touched on but I think is quite common too is that feeling of mistrust right, within right, a relationship right, or mm-hmm. maybe if they try to start another one feeling like right. how can I trust them right and, and I think that's a very 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 common and understandable reaction because someone you probably trusted before has betrayed that trust so now if you had trusted this person and this person could go out before and you wouldn't question where they were you would just take their word and they would come in late and it wouldn't be a problem now once the infidelity happens this betrayed spouse now will start mistrusting and starts questioning every single action that the person do so that mistrust will reflect in things like wanting to see the receipt to verify that you say that 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 you were where you said that you were uh, or wanting to 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 call friends if you said oh i just was with 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 my friend and you know we were watching a basketball game that spouse might want to call that friend to verify that you were in fact where you said that you were and as i said before this is understandable because what your your reaction is showing is that i don't know if i can trust you to keep your word because i trusted you before and you let me down so though we've said throughout the show these are really common and normal and typical reactions what I've learned from you, Michael, is even when our emotions are normal and appropriate, it's also important to process them and right. go through that work. Because if you don't, that's where you've seen things show up years and years down the line. Absolutely. So if someone's gone through this and they're feeling these really common reactions, how can they start to walk through that process of unpackaging their feelings and how they're reacting to this type of situation? I think this is such an intense pain, such an intense emotional wound that you know it there's a saying that say that time heals but i think when it comes to uh, a broken trust in the form of infidelity this this time will take a very long time to heal if you're just uh waiting for time to pass to be healed so there are some things that i think you can do to help yourself to heal and i think first of first uh part of that first step is to accept what has happened because sometimes when these things happen we go into denial and we want to believe we might say yes we we, we accept it but the shopping and the, the promiscuity and, and the, the the drinking that never happened before is a way of trying to push this away instead of dealing with it so i would say accept that it has happened deal with it but more importantly i realize that it is not your fault. This is something that your partner did, and it doesn't reflect on you in any way. But another thing that I think is very important for you to do is to talk to someone about it. You can you can keep this in secret to yourself. It it will eat away at you, and it's very it's very important to be able 
to speak to another person and say, this has become a part of my reality. I know for many Christians, this is very difficult because it's a kind of a shame that, you know, you want to be portrayed as this perfect loving couple. And, and so I think this will only lead to, to further complication down the road. So, so if you can trust anyone in your circles to talk to, find a trusted counselor to go to and to say, this is part of my story. This happened to me because that is the first step towards becoming healthier and overcoming this this very terrible situation. So if you'd like to talk to someone, we encourage you to call us at 613-699-1677 or visit us at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And again, we want to thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you have a question about this show or you'd like to tweet or put a comment on Facebook about it, then go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.